truly doesn't feel like a job to me. It's I get to do all these amazing things and work with all these amazing people and and work in these amazing locations with super talented you know people from from actors to to the crew and to the lighting techs and the cinematographers and everybody involved. Welcome to the Archipelago Photography Podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Sean Morton. This podcast is brought to you by Archipelago Presets, a community of photographers united by a passion for our craft and a growing collection of some of the world's finest Lightroom presets and post-production tools. As a way of thanking you for tuning in, we're offering all of our podcast listeners a discount of 20% on your next purchase. Visit us at archipelagopresets.com and use the code PODCAST20 to redeem this special offer. Toronto-based Darren Goldstein works as a unit still photographer for TV and film productions. Darren has photographed hundreds of music, film, and television stars like Amy Winehouse, Adele, Drake, Lady Gaga, and Bradley Cooper, to name a few. He specializes in unit and gallery photography for television shows, and some of Darren's clients also include athletic and luxury corporate brands like Adidas and Ralph Lauren, production companies like Proper TV and Cineflix, and broadcasters like Bell Media, Rogers, and CBC. In this interview, Darren shares some insight into the life of a stills photographer and the fascinating world he works in behind the scenes of shows we all enjoy. Darren, thanks for coming on the podcast with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem at all. Listen, uh, um, I'm really excited to talk to you uh, because I, uh, as I mentioned just earlier as we were chatting, I, I had the chance a while ago to do a job. I, I was hired to work as a stills photographer for a production that just happened to be in town where I was living at the time. And I thought it was fascinating. Like it was just... Um, I had no idea what that world was like, and it was kind of eye-opening for me. And then I kind of found you on Facebook and saw that you had done some, or you do work with uh, st stills photography in the TV and film industry. And I thought it'd be great to get you on just to talk about that. So uh, I guess what I'd like to start with you is maybe let us know how your journey in photography kind of led you to working in that in that field. Yeah. Um well, first off, I'll say I, I find it as equally as fascinating as, as you did. And that and that's one of the things I love about it is that it truly doesn't feel like a job to me. It's I get to do all these amazing things and work with all these amazing people and, and work in these amazing locations with super talented, you know, people from from actors to to the to the crew and to the lighting techs and the cinematographers and everybody involved. So yeah. I, I definitely find it fascinating too, but um, it's kind of been a, I don't know if it's been a long road. I guess it, it's been a bit, a bit of a long road, but I was uh, kind of working at a Joe Schmo job, if you want to call it that, mm -hmm. and trying to think about how I was going to get into photography more and how I was going to get jobs. And um, a friend of mine called who was working on a, a Canadian talk show here kind of like a Johnny Carson style talk show with uh, celebrities and usually mainly Canadian celebrities here, but once yep. in a while they get a good American celebrity. Yeah. And they said, our photographer just quit and we need somebody like today. Can you come? <laughs> so I was like, I'll be there. I, I went home. I didn't know at all what the shooting conditions would be like. I, I grabbed my little Nikon manual focus camera 
<laughs> and some film because I didn't even know what what film speed to shoot at. This is back. This predates digital. Right. And I showed up and I was really nervous and I had no idea what I was doing. And I somehow made it through the the, the shoot or through the, the taping. And uh, they said, "Hey, can you can you continue to come back for us?" And I did. And I stayed in that show for four seasons until it got canceled. And that kind of got me through the door. Yeah. And. Uh, the network that that show was on, they had other work and it wasn't necessarily always on camera TV involved work. It was sometimes, Hey, we have a, some sort of corporate kind of shoot that we need you to do. Can you come in and do some grip and grim photos with a flash on camera kind of stuff? And Mm -hmm. I would do that. And just little by little, my name got passed around through the, through the company. And, um, and then the next big change was uh, in the same studio, they, they started uh, MTV Canada out of that studio. And because I had all these same contacts, they would say, hey, let's call Darren in for this shoot. And let's, you know, we're getting this celebrity in. Let's get him here. And uh, cool. and uh, before I know it, every every couple, you know, once or once every couple weeks, I'd say they'd call me and, hey, we got this big guest coming in. We got Hulk Hogan coming in. Or we got, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Um, Andy Samberg coming, all these celebrity guests from the States were coming in and uh, they wanted to get some some photos to use for publicity. They'd have me come in and shoot it and we would call the photos down on the spot and send them out on the wire that right after the shoot. And that was kind of my, my bread and butter for a, a quite a, a few years. And that, like once again, just led to more and more work within the company. And then I just kind of became the, the TV guy and yeah. then I started working on on. TV production, uh, like more more like factual TV shows or reality shows, wedding shows, uh, renovation shows, and then eventually led to more scripted work, uh, shows like Murdoch Mysteries, which I, I, I worked on over the last couple seasons, and um, bigger shows, you know, and, and eventually led me into the union, IATSE six six seven here, which really opened a lot of doors over the last right. couple of years for for shooting non uh, for shooting scripted television, and that's that's kind of where I'm at now. So very cool. So, a lot of in between, but yeah, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, working working for the uh, union does that mean uh, you you just will get a call and you know you're kind of on a list of photographers and they'll just reach out to you for for jobs? Is that how that works? Kind of, yeah. I mean, so I've been trying to get into the union for years. Everyone on 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 set in the non union world that I was working in for years would tell me like, well, you know, why aren't you in the union yet? You sh- you're a shoe in and yeah. And it was like this old guard. If I felt like I would, I would contact them every couple months, and I'd say, you know, is it time? Can I come in now? And <laughs> and they and they would just kind of either laugh at me or slam the door in my face or just right. say, no, you got, you know. And I never really got a real reason as to why. Um, but it was it was kind of heartbreaking at times because I was getting calls for good jobs uh, that I had to turn down because I wasn't part right. of this union. Yeah. And um, I had almost given up hope on it. And. I was away on vacation one day and I got a call or actually an email saying just out of the blue uh, saying you're in. And even then it still took a while. So to answer your question, no, it's not an agency to get you work, but you are, as you said, on a short list. So, um, so you can actually work on these unionized sets, which typically, and especially more and more now than ever, um, the unionized sets are really the, the, you know the cream of the crop for sh- for, for for TV and film production, and really mm-hmm. almost you know, say, I don't know eighty percent of the stuff is is union work now. Wow. And uh, but yeah, it's opened a lot of doors being in there. And once you're on that short list, and once you start getting some work, uh, same thing. Your name gets passed around if you do a good job, and you you make your contacts, and people will continue to reach out. And and that's that. Yeah. Yeah. 
you still, so, sorry to still yeah. do have to have to kind of hustle and 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 call people and it, you're yeah. still in a freelance situation so they they were very upfront about that they said listen we do not get you work you, right. you're in and you're and the rest is up to you yeah yeah interesting is there be, being a union member you, you said there's like you, you you know you're on a short list um and what does that look like so do you have um, I guess like a profile that people can look up online for, for, for these type of gigs or how, yeah, how, so, how do people find you, I guess, uh, for, for union jobs, obviously other than you hustling and, and finding the work yourself. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a union website that you can go on to. And I, I don't know if you have to log. I mean, there's a login for sure, but I don't know sure. if there, if you have to be a member to actually find people on it, but right. essentially we're just on a list of, of approved stills photographers that are in the union and, gotcha. and the, you know, I don't know how often it gets used in terms of just people randomly going on that list. Like, yeah. um, you know, I, I really like I got my first job in the union from a full on cold call. I like they, every week oh, wow. you get. Yes. Yeah. I guess every week you get sent out a list of all the productions that are happening, when they're starting, when they're finishing, who, you know, who's doing what, you know, who's the, the cinematographer, who's the, you know, all, all these different duties on the crew. And right. uh, so you can look through them and you can say, OK, I'm going to like. So what happened to me was the middle of the pandemic. No one was working. TV production was starting to ramp up again. And I just looked at the first available uh, show that was going to start shooting. It was, and it was Murdoch Mysteries. And mm -hmm. I hadn't done a day in the union yet. I had been in the union for close to a year yeah. and not worked a single day in the, on a union that I set and hadn't worked really at all for quite a few months due yeah. to the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And I saw that Murdoch Mysteries was starting up next month. And I said, you know, I'm just going to take a, a stab at this. And I contacted the the publicist because that's typically who who I deal with or who stills photographers deal with. Okay. And I just flat out said, listen, I know you're 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 starting up soon, and I'd really like to be considered. Uh, this is what I've done, and here's my website. And you know, within a week or so, they said, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And that that just and then that publicist. Um, you know, has other shows that she's working on. And so she brought me into those and it just right. snowballed from there. So that's yeah. kind of where it's been, yeah. uh, what it's been like. It sounds like a lot of the work ends up being from that sort of thing where you work a gig or you work a job and then you sort of get referrals and more work comes from that, that job itself. Is that, is that accurate? I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to say, you know, my work is so fantastic that people just have to work with me, but uh, I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I'm pretty easygoing. And I think like yeah. anything, if you, if you make your clients happy and you yeah. don't uh, ruffle too many feathers and, and you do what you're supposed to be supposed to do, then, yeah. then why wouldn't they keep, keep using you? Right. Yeah. So, you know, and if things slow down and I'm finding, okay, I want to ramp up some work again then yeah then i might go through those lists again yeah. and start calling and hustling again but it, yeah. it really is kind of up to you uh to to manage that and, and make sure you're staying in touch with people and yeah. and networking really yeah do you find in that industry it's a lot of like on a production would production teams tend to work with the same crews you know like they're comfortable with working with you obviously so they're going to hire you again is that is that common in the in the film and tv industry do, do you see that often like you'll see the same the same teams working the same crew members it, to a to an extent for sure i mean yeah. like i mean for example again the murdoch crew you show up there almost every time it's the same people every you know i've only been there for two seasons but yeah. it's the same they, they like to have their well-oiled machine they know who they can work with and then yeah. once in a while you have some other people who are subbing in or they're on another show or another yeah, production yeah. um you know, so there are teams I, I do find like, 
there's certain clusters of teams. So the grips may met all work together and they yeah. might be a bit of a team. So if someone hires a key grip there, they might bring in their people with them. And, yeah. and same thing for kind of the camera crew, because it's people you trust and yep. you don't, you know, as like, I'm, I'm a department of one. So I work by myself <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I don't have to necessarily rely on other people to make sure my job runs smoothly, but there's definitely certain people that I work with and I'm much more comfortable with them. And that allows me to, either get more experimental on set because mm-hmm. as a set photographer, it, it can be difficult to get what you either need or what you want to right. get because you, you, you know, at the, you're, you're kind of at the mercy of the, uh, of the, the, the camera operators and the other crew because they do take precedent on set. So yeah. if I want to get right below a camera and try to get a good shot that I think would just be fantastic. Well, if the camera operator says, no, that's not going to work for us because mm-hmm. you're in my way. Yeah. Well, then I don't have that. But if I have a good relationship with those people, they may say, you know, let me just get this first taken without you. And once we got a good take and we're going to do take two, you can totally come in, you know. So so there's definitely some familiarity there. And um, and there's definitely uh, some friends in the industry and Mm -hmm. that that I definitely prefer to work with if I get the chance, Um, you know. Interested in getting new preset and profile collections every month? Then you need to check out Archipelago Quest. Quest subscribers will get fresh new photo editing tools every month along with bonus tutorials and educational content. For only $8 a month, Quest is a real game changer in the preset world. As a bonus, we have a limited time offer for our podcast listeners to get their first month of Quest for free. From now until the end of December, use the code PODCAST39 when you sign up for this special offer. That's code PODCAST39. So head over to archipelagoquest.com and check it out. Now, on with the show. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, Coming back to, you know, you talked about what it's like working on the set a bit. Um, Because you're doing different kinds of work as a set, uh, as a, why, well, I guess, what, what would you call it? Unit stills photographer? Is that, is that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So you're doing different kinds of work because obviously there's the, there's the stills, uh, that you just sort of refer to, but there's other stuff, right? You're doing art department, you're doing, uh, you're doing all kinds of stuff. So tell us a little bit of what, what's the job like? Like what, what, what does your job really so, entail? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's three kind of main aspects of the job, I would say, from my experience over the last couple of years, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the bread and butter is the unit photography. So that is, you're a photographer, kind of a fly on the wall embedded with the crew as they're shooting scenes for these shows. And, uh, you know, you may be given a shot list ahead of time or some sort of, Hey, we really like to get this, but at, this, at the end of the day, it's like show up for your day on set, shoot as much as you can, get some behind the scenes photos, mm-hmm. get some, close-ups and some wides of these actors and they may say hey we really need this shot of this person in this wardrobe or we need a shot of these two people together might or pull these two actors off set and we want we want a candid photo of them so sometimes you get these specific asks but at the end of the day the unit photography is really to get photos that are kind of similar to what you will see on screen as you're watching this episode Mm -hmm. and they will then use those photos for publicity whether it's on social media or for uh, news articles and whatnot Um, so that's kind of the bread and butter. That's the, I'd say that's 80% of the work. And then the other two aspects, which I find fascinating, and the more I do them, the more I really love them, is, um, as you said, the art department photos or props photos. And right. those those are really interesting because 
if you're watching a movie and there's a scene with two actors in it and in the background there's a bunch of photographs in the background or one of the actors passes the other person a photograph and say it's a police photo of a dead body let's say or something mm-hmm. all of those photographs have to be taken by a union photographer you can't mm-hmm. just pull it off the internet you can't yeah. just someone take it with their phone it has to be shot by us and that's just union mandate and it's great for someone like like me yeah so um uh, you may get brought in for a day. So often I, I've been brought in to get a series of those photos. And um, those are really interesting shoots because you're, you're, I made a joke. I was doing a shoot for the, the show, The Boys. I've, I've worked a few days on that show, which has been such a great experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're working with an art director or production designer and they, they have a vision in their head of what they want. And it's usually like, for example, these shots we were doing, we were inserting, we were taking photos of uh, some of the actors and then having to insert them in Photoshop afterwards into an existing photo that already exists, like a red carpet photo, for example. Right. Yeah. And a lot of the times you're trying to recreate you know, pretty bad lighting. So it's <laughs> like, you know, I, I remember turning to the art director at one point, I said, I, I can't believe I'm working on like there's a number one show here and uh, I'm, I'm getting paid to do crappy photography, <laughs> right, you know, right. because that's at the end of the day what you're trying to do. Yeah. So, um, so a lot of those props photos can be, you know, it, it's a wide gamut of kind of things you're trying to do. But at yeah. the end of the day, that's mainly the purpose. It's it's a it's a photograph that's going to be used on camera gotcha. for a, a certain purpose. Yeah. And then the third aspect is uh, what they call a gallery shoot or a special shoot, which is typically on a seamless backdrop uh, with studio lighting and the kind of the day is set just for stills only. There's usually not they're not usually not shooting. Uh, the show or the movie okay. uh, at the same time, or if they are, they've scheduled it so they can pull actors onto your set so you can shoot. And it's essentially just a big studio uh, strobe um, seamless backdrop shoot of all the characters, sometimes groups, sometimes singles. Mm-hmm. And they will use that as their key art for, uh, for billboards and bus ads. And, and again, any other publicity and it's kind of a standard thing to have those assets so they can ha- use those photos for, all sorts of, of, of reasons. So it's mm-hmm. kind of in conjunction with all the other unit photography stuff too. So it's yeah. just a little bit, a little more crafted lighting and straightforward kind of stuff. And that's, you know, that's a fun day too, because we're setting up, you know, it's really more dedicated to, to me or to the stills person. So we're shooting tethered we're, we're a lot of times we're using, you know, high resolution cameras. So medium format cameras, which is a lot of fun to use. And, yeah. and, and yeah, those those can be a lot of fun too as well. I mean, it's all it's all fun, but yeah. uh, it's nice to mix it up. It sounds like there's a ton of diversity in in the job, and that that must make it interesting for you. It it, it totally is, yeah. and that's what I was saying. It's just it never feels like a job. You show up every time, and and you, you kind of never know what you're gonna get, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, what to expect. I should say. It's, yeah. It's, you're in the middle of a farm's field, a farmer's field at five in the morning in the dead of winter, and you're—it's <laughs> a long day. And <laughs> right. other times you're in the studio having a great time, and other times you're—you know—we've been at some pretty amazing locations, mm-hmm. and and then again, just getting to work with all these talented people. I mean, I can't—I mean, as much as I'm a—you know—I have to light some of my own scenes. The way they light some of these scenes to really have this natural feel, like mm-hmm. light screaming through windows, and and just watching these people work—it's—it's. It's, truly fascinating for me and as someone who's a bit of a tv junkie growing up as a kid i used to come home and plop myself down and watch a ton of tv it's to walk into these sets nowadays and and see all this stuff kind of in person it's it's just and it never gets old it never ever gets old very cool what's um talk a little bit about the the work day because i imagine 
you know, when a production's happening, you you got to be there. So how does that how does that work with your with your with your life schedule? Do you kind of have to put your life on hold when there's production happening? Are you sort of like this yeah. is it, you're all in and you don't really I, sh- I should <laughs> I should get my wife down here to talk about that. Right. It can be really stressful because Yeah. A lot of times you could get a call, I mean, the day before if they're in a real panic, you know. Yeah. Hopefully you get a, you know, you, you get some notice and usually yeah. you do. But it's not very far. It could be a week or two. Um, so my life isn't scheduled too far. I'm not like a wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. I know exactly where I'm going to be in a year from now. I, I, you know, I, a month from now, I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. Um, so typically, you might sign on with, you know, there's also two different kind of aspects within the, the the job itself in terms of there's dailies, which is you're just kind of available, and any show that needs you might reach out to you and say, hey, can you come in for today? Yeah. And then there's other times when you're signing on for the whole season, and then that may mean depending on how big the budget is or how big the show is or how they work, that you might be there every single day mm-hmm. um, that they're shooting, which is just wild um, in terms of the amount of work that is. Uh, or other times, you know, typically, I think contractually, I think every block of shooting, when they call it a block, it's usually about a 10-day span. Right. I think it's it's uh, stills photographers are supposed to be on set at least two, two days in each block. Okay. So if you're only working on one show, for example, and um, they don't have a massive, massive, massive budget, then you can probably expect to work, yeah, twice every ten days for right. that specific show. Um, and then the workday itself is is yeah, you're 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 being asked, okay, um, you're you know, I might know the day that I'm going to work, but I also the other interesting part is. I, you don't get a call sheet till they finish shooting at the end of the day. And if it's a late shoot, a lot of these shoots go into overtime. So they may not finish at midnight Yeah. and eat at, at, you know, at 12 at midnight or 1 AM, you get a call sheet saying, Oh, you got to be on set tomorrow at 10 AM or 12 AM or 12 PM. <laughs> so you might know you're working, but you also don't know what time you're working. Yeah. Sometimes you get a little bit of advance notice, but that can also be stressful too. Cause you're kind of sitting around waiting for uh, where, where am I going to be tomorrow at this right. time? Like what time do I need to go to bed tonight? Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so, so that's, that can, you know, that's not one of the most, um, desirable aspects of the job, but yeah. it is part of, part of how it works. Yeah. Know? Yeah. What, what about gear? Cause, uh, when you started, you, you, you said it was pre pre digital day. So you, you were shooting film, but I imagine the evolution of, of the gear, that you've used as a stills, uh, photographer has, has changed quite a bit. Yeah, it definitely has. Um, I, I, I didn't shoot film for too long, uh, but until I switched over to digital, um, but I, I eventually worked my way into the Canon system and I was using that for a number of years. And, and at that time I was shooting more things than just TV because it just, there wasn't enough work there. So I was shooting corporate events and mm-hmm. weddings and portraits. And so I was in the whole Canon system, the 1Ds, 1DX, mm-hmm. 5Ds, all, all that kind of stuff. And part of it, once you got onto these sets where you really did have to be quieter uh, as technology changed, they required me to use a sound blimp, which is a big box that you like a pelican case that you kind of wrap around your camera and it was really limiting in terms of accessing your your settings and and it was cumbersome and bulky and heavy and it would just never felt great and never really liked using it so as much as i could not use it i i would yeah uh, but it was definitely a, a major tool of the job and these blimps were not cheap uh especially for someone who was starting off at that time and right. 
And um, it got to a point, I don't know, sometime around 2014 or 2015, where I was looking to, up, you know, blimp, blimp technology had started to uh, to evolve finally after like 20 years yeah. or maybe longer. And um, I started looking into getting a new one where I could access controls or even see my LCD on the back of my camera because the one I had didn't, it was just a solid box or solid, yeah, solid box where I couldn't. I, I, the take would be over, then I'd have to flick open the, the box and look inside. Did I get the shot? Was right. I totally off? So I started looking into getting new um, another blimp. And what I found was that there were these newer cameras called mirrorless cameras that shoot silently. Yeah. And they were kind of the same cost as a blimp. So I said, well, why would I buy a blimp when I can just buy a new camera? So yeah. at that point, it came down to, okay, the two options for mirrorless cameras were Sony and Fuji. Yeah, And not knowing anything about either, really. Um, I dipped into Fuji cause it seemed like they had a better lens lineup at the time and, um, they were also more affordable mm -hmm. and I started with that, but I was still shooting with my Canon. So I'd be on set and I'd have a Fuji on one, one, one shoulder and a Canon on the other. And, uh, when I had to shoot silent, I would use the Fuji. And when I had a moment to not shoot silent and do what they call a setup versus where you're, you're asking the actors to kind of go through the take again or, or just stop and pose for the camera. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when I would pull out the, the Canon because I just felt more comfortable and stronger about the images at the time. Yeah. And um, over the years, I've stuck with Fuji and upgraded my gear. And now I'm, I've, I've gone fully Fuji. Uh, all my cameras are Fuji. And um, they're great tools for the job. Uh, a, a lot of people in the industry who do what I do, they started on Fuji, but they have kind of more migrated to, to mostly Sony and now some Canon as well. Um, and I'm not going to necessarily say I'm going to stay with Fuji forever. Like I definitely get some cravings to get one of these new Canon cameras. Like right. I, I, I'm still a little, you know, my heart still is with Canon in, in a way. And you know, yeah. I, I'm back at some point. I, I've definitely thought about it quite a bit this year, but as it is right now, I, I, I stick with Fuji. I, I really like their system and I love that, um, across all their different products the cameras kind of work the same way so even if you're using their ten thousand dollar 100 megapixel camera or mm -hmm. you're using tiny little you know x100v is it's like all the menus are pretty much the same and it's just my my um muscle memory for all those is 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 the same so i like that yeah and, the, and everything is is great too so. oh yeah and they're, they're so much fun to shoot <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, really breathed a lot of new life into me like using fuji i kind of was it it, it um it inspired me in, in a lot of different ways and my creativity was kind of exploding and and it's on top of that it's a total conversation piece i mean i show up on <laughs> right. set i just assume i'm shooting with sony and when i tell them it's fuji they oh i love fuji cameras i have one too <laughs> or they, you know they want to talk about them so it's the crew the crew really likes you know that i'm shooting it i think so yeah. that's kind of yeah, cool, cool. What um what kind of advice would you give somebody if they, you know, if someone was interested in in getting into the world of working as a stills photographer, uh, what 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 should they do? Uh you know, I I kind of fell into it myself. Mm -hmm. It's kind of wasn't something I wanted necessarily thought I wanted to do or even knew the job existed. So it's uh obviously I think it's kind of some obvious answers which would be, you know, reach out to small crews, independent things. Uh, there's a lot of low budget stuff going on, which can sometimes be uh, a great experience, great learning experience. I mean, mm -hmm. it's great to get paid for your work, but you might have to do some stuff for free. And I mean, the, the big thing with the union, and for example, to get in is is all about how many hours you have on set. Yeah. So just like anything that you're starting off at, it's just hammer away at 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 at, uh, at your craft, and 
it is it's tricky though because it's hard to just say go and do it. it's not like you could just shoot portraits uh you know if you want to become a portrait photographer we'll just go find people to shoot well kind of hard to just walk onto a, a set and start shooting yeah. so i mean i know here in toronto which obviously it's it might be different for different parts of the uh, of the continent mm-hmm. um but there is a there's a lot of production happening here but there's a facebook group that has tons of postings for you know smaller to medium sized uh productions that are happening and they may be looking for photography uh, photographers but um it is also very competitive too so yeah. How how good of advice that is, but it's, <laughs> no, it's... that's good. I think I think uh, yeah, if if they can find groups like that and reach out, just reach out to people, right? Try to make those connections would be be a good way to get started for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or maybe even just self start your own crew and hey, yeah. let me do stills and let's let's get a let's get a DP in here and let's let's make some movie magic or something. Yeah, like that, yeah. you know, who knows? Yeah, for sure. What uh, if you had to say what's your your favorite part about? the work that you do? What's the best thing about it? I mean, again, I, I really love almost every, I don't like getting up early for early outdoor <laughs> shoots. I say that, uh, but what's my favorite? I just, to me, I, I wrapped up, I just recently wrapped up uh, working on a BBC show, a kid's BBC show called Mallory Towers. And it was one of the best experiences I had. And I think it came down to the crew I was working with. I mean, some people I knew yeah. who were just fantastic uh, co-workers if you want to call it that mm-hmm. and some people I met while being on set and they, they just couldn't have been the nicer uh, they couldn't have been a nicer crew and it was such a joy to work on and it was all in studio which sometimes can get boring and monotonous but at the same time it was kind of comfortable yeah. and it was close by it was just everything kind of worked and so I, I think if anything it would just have to be the, the crew that you're working with if you're working with a, a good crew that gels and that respects you and you respect them and there's a lot of mutual respect there then everybody gets a lot done everybody works better together and and at the end of the day the results will show yeah so you know i think that's definitely my favorite aspect of it very cool awesome yeah well darren this is perfect it's been great to get a little bit of a sneak peek into the world of a stills photographer so i just want to say thanks for uh, taking the time to speak with us today oh, i really appreciate being on here and uh just anyone who's listening out there feel free to reach out if you know, uh, if you have any questions, I know it's a bit of a niche market, as as you may have said earlier, and uh, that's kind of why I wanted to shed some light on it with that, that post that I did made that I think kind of got you to reach yeah. out to me, which yeah. was was just you know a lot of people talk about street photography or portraits and wedding photography and landscape, and I think this is a bit of a uh, yeah a bit of a niche market that a lot of people don't know about, and I mean just from a pandemic aspect uh it's been relatively pandemic proof i mean there's Mm. been such big safety protocols that i've been able to work through most of the last you know year and plus and um if you can get in there it's it's a really fun job and you get to do some really cool stuff and yeah i love it i wouldn't trade it for anything yeah perfect yeah well we'll definitely link uh drop some of your links into the into the show notes so people can uh can find you and get in touch with you there so yeah thanks again Yeah, thank you. Okay, cheers. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to find out more about Darren Goldstein, please check out the links in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. So please be sure to leave us a review wherever you listen as it helps others discover our show. And of course, check us out at Archipelago Presets and ArchipelagoQuest.com, where we develop editing tools designed to amplify your voice so you can take your photography to the next level. 
Thanks again. Until next time.